Um, thank you, worship team, for giving us the opportunity to do that. Thank you, baby. I looked up. I'm trying to keep my, my, my eye on the clock because uh, we're going to do baptisms later on. I looked up, and it's 10 till 12, and I went, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, baptisms today, we overflowed. We gotta, I got to make a note. We got to get that uh, clock change from uh, daylight savings times. Any of y'all feel like it? Like 5 o'clock, it feels like it's midnight. My word, like the, 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 the lights go off and I'm, I'm yawning and I'm, look, I'm looking down. I was like, oh my God, it's only 5.15. <laughs> Gigi's tired. <laughs> amen, amen. Well, we're glad to see each and every one of you here this morning, those that are visiting this morning to see uh, the baptisms later. We hope you feel welcome and that uh, some of you are still like family um, that we uh, uh, love and and uh, appreciate, uh, we appreciate relationships, amen? We appreciate connections, hallelujah. Um, family is important, it's good, it's, it's special, and uh, I'm, I'm super excited uh, to uh, give a shout out to Izzy, was crowned last night, Miss Minden's teen, outstanding teen, whoop, whoop. I don't even know if she's in here, she may be in Powerhouse, she in Powerhouse, maybe. Um, so, yeah. Get the checkbook ready, Daddy. <laughs> we'll go to Miss Louisiana in uh, April, and we have fun time with that. And so, um, God's good this morning. Amen. God is good. He is good. He is good. All right, so I have a joke to start off with you this morning. I know you're all like, oh, gosh. All right, so there were two men that uh, were sitting there talking, and one of the men looks to the other man, and he says, I will bet you $10 that you cannot recite the Lord's Prayer. And he goes, I'll take that bet. He said, get, get ready to hand it over. He said, okay, well, well, let's hear it. And he goes, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. The other gentleman looked at him, shook his head, reached in, took out the $10, handed it to him. and said, man, I didn't know you knew it. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. It's pretty funny, huh? So this morning we're going to talk about prayer. <laughs> oh my goodness! I uh, can. I don't know if y'all can remember uh, when you were when you were younger. And I was in in this. I grew up in the church, and so you know. I, I mean, I, my home was a, a home where prayer was a, a, a daily thing. It was something I heard my parents did out loud. Uh, um, growing up in church, and and. Uh, Honestly, I can remember being a, a young girl. I, I don't know the age, but I can remember some of my first prayers. And I think, uh, I think back on it. I remember being a little girl, and I remember praying and just telling Jesus I love him. I just remember being this little girl and just in my bed at night, and I would just say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And as I was preparing, the Lord brought that back to my remembrance. And I don't know how many times in my 50-something years of, mar of, of, uh, of relationship with Jesus that I've told him how much I love him. Do you know that's one of the most beautiful things that, one of the most beautiful prayers that you can, can give, just a, a sincere heart thankfulness of just telling Jesus that you love him. We had a good time in prayer this morning, speaking of prayer. Jody um, was ministering, and uh, we do a little, uh, if, you're not, if you don't come, then you should come and join us in the war room. And she was just doing a quick little um, study, and I'm listening to her, and I'm like, 
preached. I could just give the, Jody could come up here and probably do it better than I can. You know, she is a prayer warrior. Amen. She, she, she fights it on her knees every single day. She fights it for her business. She fights it for the girls that work for her. She fights it for us. And so, um, you know, we were, we were, we were talking about this, this, um, being just persistent, you know what I mean? Just being persistent in prayer. And I know I am annoying. I know that when someone says, okay, we're going to let Ginger pray, everybody's like, oh my gosh, here we go. Because I believe in the power of prayer. I live a life of prayer. If you think it, it sounds a lot when I'm praying for you, you should hear me at home. You should hear me in the car. You should hear me in the shower. You should hear me by my bed. I am a firm believer that it is the, one of the most powerful and the most wonderful gifts that God can give you is learning how to have an effective and a, a prayer life that gets things done. How many of you need things done in your life? How many of you need things done in the life of your, of your family, in your body, in your finances, in your relationships, in your job? I cannot imagine what life would look like if I didn't have the beautiful gift that the Lord has given me in prayer. I just don't know how life would look if I face difficulty, if I face uncertainty, if I face, you know, issues, and I don't have that mindset to know that it is not all on me, amen, that I don't have to carry the weight of the decision. I don't have to carry the weight of, of, the, uh, of, of, of whatever I'm dealing with that I can enter into a contract, that I am in an agreement, that I am in a covenant with the one that can do all things. Amen? So I don't have to carry it. I don't have to carry it. So today we're just going to talk briefly, just the next 15 minutes or so. I'm going to give you a rundown course in prayer. Amen. So let's pray real quick. So Father, I thank you for the anointed word of God. I thank you, Father God, that it is powerful, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I thank you that your words go forth this morning, Father, with accuracy. Father, allow us to leave this place. Father God, with a better understanding of what it looks like to commune with you, how to activate your word. Father God, let the word flow this morning. Let it fall on good ground. Come on, touch yourself and say, this is good ground. This is good ground in Jesus' name, amen. So let's put up my scriptures, James 5, 16. Let's start here real quick. James 5, 16. I love this. I think this is uh, interesting <laughs> because I don't know how we do the first part of it. So let's look at it. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another. So a little while ago, did we pray for one another, right? You had the opportunity to have somebody pray with you and, and uh, in agreement. But the first part, confess your trespasses to one another. How would y'all feel this morning if I said, okay, we're going to line up this morning. We're all going to take turns and we're going to go in front of everybody and we're going to tell our transgressions to each other. Angel, I need to tell you that um, I ate... <laughs> way too much this past week. It was awful. It was awful. I was in Houston, and I stuffed myself full of chips and salsa, and I was a little bit of a gluttony, so I need to confess that. You know, I don't know how much, how, how much do you, how many of y'all to do that? I don't even want to go tell my husband, listen, I am so sorry. I put a lot on the credit card this week. I need you to forgive me, but it was a big sale, and the, and the, and the, and the store said that I saved $672. Let's not talk about that I spent 200 and something, right? I need to confess that to you. I don't know how much confession. Can we be honest. How many of you, come on, raise your hand. How many of you confess your faults to one another? How many of you confess your faults to your spouse? Probably Miss Dorothy. She's about the only one. She's perfect, you know. We all want to be like Miss Dorothy. And Tom, I don't even know. Do you, you probably, 
It would take a while, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, she is full of grace. Full of grace. So, I don't know, that, that part's hard. But if you got some transgressions, you need to have somebody to confess them to, right? You got to have somebody that you can say, listen, I'm struggling with this. I need you to forgive me. I need, I need to help, you, help me walk through this thing so that we can get to the next thing so that you may be healed. Come on. Confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. It's, it's, it's all of a contingency part. If you got something you're struggling with and you need a repentant heart, then you got to have accountability in your life. Amen. You got to have somebody that you can trust. You got to have somebody that you can come to that you can say, listen, this is what I'm dealing with. I need you to pray with me so that I can repent. Come on, that I can turn away from it so that I might be healed. That's good. Amen. The effective, come on, say it. Effective, fervent, Prayer of a righteous man or woman, come on, it avails much. So we want prayers that work. How many of you know that there are people all over the world that pray? There are people right now that are praying at the Wailing Wall. There are people that are praying in temples. There are people that are praying in mosques. There are people that are praying to the sun gods. There are people who are praying to the apple gods. There are people who, there's just, there's tons of prayer, right? But we don't want just prayer, we want effective. We want fervent. We want effective prayers. So I, I was thinking that if, 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 if there is, that's the positive side of it is, is fervent, which let me tell you what fervent means. It means um, having a, a, a passionate intensity. <sighs> passionate, right? Intensity. A, a passionate, effective Oh, that was fervent. I'm sorry. Let's go back to effective. Fervent is that. Effective is successful in producing a desired or an intended result. Fervent is having a passion intensity. I want an effective marriage. Come on. I want a successful in producing a desired and intended result of a good marriage, right? I want an effective marriage. I want a fervent marriage. Come on, I want some passionate intensity, right? I want a passionate intensity. I want Paul to look at me when I am cute, not when I'm, my hair sticking straight up and like a girl. Come here, come here. Give me a little kiss right here. I still had that, can I? Yeah, absolutely. So if that's the, if that's the goal, come on, if, if effective... And fervent is the goal. What would the opposite of that be? I thought this was interesting. So the, the opposite of effective, of course, is in ineffective. Listen, it's worthless, improper. I like this was my favorite, defective. Something ain't right with it. Something ain't right with a prayer that's on the opposite end of it. We want effective prayer. We don't want worthless prayers. We don't want ineffective prayers. We don't want um, improper prayers. <laughs> fervent, the opposite of fervent, is it unemotional, dull, heartless. Blah, blah, eh. I think about so many prayers that I've heard over the years with people. And would you agree with me that when you stand and you, the, the individuals, we have amazing prayer warriors, prayer warriors in this church. This small little group that was up here, 
if any of this little group and many others that's in this church have prayed for you, would you say that Devin or Jody or Miss Angel, Chris, Jessica, Joel, would you say that they, play, they pray a blah, blah prayer? Would they just be like, yeah, hope God will do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Good luck on that in Jesus' name. <laughs> no. It's effective. It's fervent. And the Bible says that when you got the, all those stuff working, guess what? The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Much. So you got three things. You got fervent. You got effective. And then it says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Listen to what righteousness says. To be in line with God's nature without reproach. You see, my righteousness should reflect the goodness of God. Let me say it again. My nature, my characteristics of who I am, my life, should be reflective of God's forgiveness. Let me say it again. My nature, my actions, my words, who I am, should be in direct line with who God is. God is love, right? God is compassionate. God is a jealous God. He is a good God. He is a, he is a God that, that, is, that created everything, right? So my nature should be reflective of who he is. When you look at my life, you should see Jesus. When you look at my words, you should hear some Jesus talking out of me. Come on, if you look at my life, there should be some characteristics. There should be some natures. There should be some, some personality traits that look like him. If that is not so, you are not in right standing with him. Righteous man is someone who is in line, in tune with the nature of who God is. And if you can get those things all connected, if you can be effective, I want effective prayers. If I want fervent prayer, then I better have a righteous attitude. I, might, I must have a righteous characteristic for those prayers to avail much. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts that God can give you. How many of you have ever listened to uh, any recordings or any old footage of Catherine Kuhlman? I'm not, that's going to date me. Look at all in the back row. They're like, hey! So there, there we go. Miss Deborah's got Catherine Kuhlman. There we go. Catherine Kuhlman. She was a, wor- she was a weird little bird. <laughs> she loved like these flowy dresses. And she talked like, I know some of you that are in Castor will appreciate this, but the, the principal, Mrs. Boyd, do you remember how Mrs. Boyd would talk? She enunciated every word. Those that had her know what I'm talking about. We used to make fun of it with her. But Catherine Kuhlman had this flow, and she would just, God. I just encourage you, YouTuber. She's just, oh, she's just, I don't know. She's quirky. I love me some quirky. Jess actually said, she she tagged me in this post. Did you see that? It said that um, it had this cat, but then the cat sitting, and there was another cat that was upside down, had his head upside down, and she, and the thing said, the 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 pastor, the preacher said, tells his wife said, please be be normal, and um, the 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 preacher's wife was like, impossible, <laughs> no, not. I say normal is overrated. Catherine Coleman was not normal, but man, I'm telling you, 
she would be preaching in stadiums and the entire stadium would get slain in the spirit. I have a lady that I know that, that prayed for me when I was, when Paul and I were trying to have a baby and it took us well over a year and a half for the Holy Spirit to, for us to be able to, to conceive Joel. And she was healed in a Catherine Kuhlman um, revival that had been, she'd been bedridden for over 10 years and she went to a Catherine Kuhlman revival and she got healed and she came out of it and she prayed for me and man, you know, I just, I've just been having babies and if it had, I've still been having babies. I finally just had to say, okay, Lord, let's, that blessing needs to go. But she says, and I, I believe this too, that prayer is the greatest gift that, he can, that God gives the believer. Just like anything God does, God does things and he puts it in our hands. So he gives us these gifts, but then we have to activate the gift, right? I want you to imagine, um, I'm not going to be political this morning and I'm not going to get in anything about our executive chief officer, our president, but for the sake of the office, let's talk about that um, you have full access to the President of the United States, okay? So you are granted the ability to walk up to the White House and all Secret Service and everybody at the door, everybody there, they, they look and they go, oh, yeah, that's, that's Ginger, come on, come on through. And you just get to walk through the White House, right? You're just walking through. You get to bypass every level of security. You, have, you just keep walking and you get to the big doors and they say, oh, yeah, the, the, that, oh, you need to see the president? <laughs> Absolutely, come on in. And they open up the door and you just get to walk into the, the office, the Oval Office. And you get to, for the sake of the office, let's not get political because I know you're all sitting here staring at me going, oh my God, I wouldn't want to do that. But if you, if, if it was, and you can walk in and you say, listen, I, I need you to do something. I believe teachers are underpaid and I need you to write a bill. I need you to, to set a thing that all teachers across the United States gets a 40% pay raise. And he goes, absolutely. I'm going to sign it here, take it and it be done. How cool would that be? Huh? It'd be pretty cool. Well, listen, imagine you having the ability Come on, the ability to boldly go into the throne room. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6. Oh, wait a minute. No, it may be. Nope. Sorry. Go to uh, Hebrews 4, 16. Sorry. Let's try this one. All right. So therefore, let us come to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in our help in our time of need. Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace. All right. So he's writing to the Hebrews. And in, in, the, in the Jewish faith, all they had ever known was they didn't have the right to boldly go into the presence of God. They had to have a high priest. So they would take their transgressions, right? They would confess their transgressions. They would give it to the high priest. The high priest would day, day of atonement and he would take a sacrifice and they would sacrifice the lamb and then he would take the atonement of all sins and walk boldly into the Holy of Holies and he would lay the sacrifice out and their sins would be forgiven. 
So he's talking to them and he's saying, listen, Jesus has now become our high priest. His sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice, right? His sacrifice. We no longer have to go through a priest. We don't have to go and find a lamb and check it and do all the things. We can boldly now walk into the Holy of Holies. We have the access to the Father. We have the access to go in. But if you don't know you have the authority and you don't know that you have the right to boldly go before the throne of grace and obtain your mercy and to find grace in your time of need, then do you think that you will do it? You have to know that you have the authority of the believer. I was talking to my, my, my precious niece, and she's in this uh, season of her life where the word is, is coming alive in her life. <clears throat> she's, been in, she's been in church most of her life, and, and, uh, and so she's, um, she's unpacking a lot of things. And as we're sitting there talking... She actually asked if I had ever heard of Andrew Womack, if I'd listened to any of his, uh, and I was like, yeah, and so we're talking about some of his podcasts, and she's like, you know, Ginger, I'm having a hard time understanding authority, and I said, what do you mean, and she goes, well, just that you have a right to it, she said, "I, I I never, I wasn't brought up understanding that, I did, I wasn't taught that in, 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 growing up in church, that all of a sudden that, you mean, I have the ability to boldly walk into the throne room of grace and make my petitions known unto the Lord, that I can just, I don't have to crawl. Well, if he would just, if he would just, if he would just let me, that I can walk boldly into his presence. Um, full access. Come on. Confidently. Boldly. Let's look now at Philippians 4, 6. 4, 6 effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. We want effective prayers, right? We want fervent prayers. We have to have to be in right standing with the Lord for our prayers to be the most effective. We got that? We have the right to boldly go and make our petitions known to him. So if you understand you have to, you have to be in right standing with the Lord. Come on, you have to have, you have to be fervent in your prayers. You have to be passionate about your prayers. That you have to boldly walk in. And then Philippians 6, 4, 6 says that be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Prayer and supplication. Come on, prayer and supplication. Prayer and supplication. Prayer and thanksgiving and not being anxious. Would y'all agree with me that maybe if we were honest... How many of us during the week deal with overwhelming anxiousness? That we deal with an overwhelming sense of not being in control, of not being able to, 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 have, to know what to do and how to do. Anxiousness. You know, I, I always had uh, um, test anxiety at school. Any of my youth, y'all have any text anxiety? When it came time to have to take a test and they'd say, and begin, I'd be like, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know, my brain would just shut off. And I, all I could hear was this internal clock kicking, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> 
And I just couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't comprehend it. I, I just get so anxious. I remember I, I had this class in college, and I was taking, it was the first, it was biology, and oh my gosh, Logan, it was awful, and I didn't have a clue what he was talking about, because I didn't take biology in, in high school. We don't even want to go there, but I had to take it in college, and so he was like, oh yeah, the amoeba and the prolificator, it's going to have to do this, and I was like, I don't know this to get to that, so I mean, I worked, and I worked, and I remember I was taking a test, and I studied, and I stood and I got my first test and I made a 36. Woo! 36. Man, I was so proud of myself. Hardly. More anxiousness, right? So I went and got a tutor. So I'd go to tutor two times a week and I studied, studied, studied. Then I took my second test. Woo! And I made a 51. Yes! I'm fixing to fail this class. So I knew I had one, I had another test and I had to study. And I studied and I studied and I studied. So I get in the classroom and I'm sitting down and all of a sudden he, he, he puts the paper down and, and I wish I had to call a friend because I could have called Angel because she's like the biology queen. She's got a scepter and everything. And so I'm reading it and it all became French. I look, I'm reading it and I'm like, <sighs> anxiousness. And so I'm sitting there in this class, and I've got my hand, like, and I'm going, and I'm just, I'm vis, I'm probably was visibly shaking, and I'm not kidding you. The professor comes over to me, Logan, and he goes, "You need to calm down. It's just a test. Chill out, woman." So what do you think I do? <laughs> So I just started zeroing in stuff. Who cares? At that, at that point, he embarrassed me. You know, I'm, I don't have a clue now what I'm doing. And I got the test back, and I made a 61. <laughs> Graduated with a 70, which is a C, and that's all we need to worry about. Amen? <laughs> Anxiousness. Be anxious for nothing. Come on, students. Be anxious for nothing. Come on, mamas, be anxious for nothing. Daddies, come on, be anxious. Husbands, wives, come on, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer, by prayer and supplication. And come on, put that Thanksgiving in there. Let your request be known to God. And then take your hands off of it. Oh, isn't that the hardest thing to do? You're driving along. Paul don't even like to drive with me sometimes because he'll be driving and I'll be like, Whoo! And he goes, what are you? Stop! Do you want to drive? And I'm like, yes, I do. But he won't let me drive his truck, so I just have to sit there and be quiet. And I'll probably do the same thing with him. He sits in there with me. Just give me the wheel. You just hit a curb. We're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I need to take my hands off of it, right? I need to pray fervently. I need to pray effectively. And I need to know my authority. And, and I love what Jody said this morning in prayer. She said, if you don't know what's in here, if you don't know how to pray, what to pray, if you won't take the thing, the, the guidebook, and you don't find out for yourself what you have a right to, if you don't understand it, you have a, a worthless, you have a worthless, you have a blah prayer that is not being effective. I'm going to end on this last little story that I love to tell um, about Paul's grandfather. I never got the opportunity to meet him. He was a holiness Pentecostal preacher. His name was Walter Gray. They have lots of stories about Walter. I feel like sometimes that Paul and I are living out the prayers of Walter Gray. 
because all three of, of his grandchildren, his brother and his sister, they have specific prayers that they remember their grandfather praying over him. And when he would pray, he would take, Miranda, he would take his hand. Paul said he would put his hand on her head and he would, they would squeeze. And he said when he would get through, he'd have like little thumbprints all over his head. Don't you just love it? Yeah. Tell him I'll start praying for you, Miranda. I'm going to be like, ah, I'm this, like Walter. So Paul had to have surgery when he was a little boy. It was a, it was a serious surgery. He had a uh, birth defect um, with, his, um, with his kidney, something along that line. So he was in the hospital <clears throat> as a young kid, nervous, right, as any kid who's had to have any type of surgery. He was worried. And then all of a sudden, their little preacher comes, their, their little pastor that they had came in and begins to make these prayers. I don't know if you've ever been in a prayer where somebody says, oh, Lord, we thank you you're not going to kill them. <laughs> we thank you, if it's your will, that they're going to come out of this surgery. You know, if it's, if you're, if you're, if it's, you're so inclined, you know, to, um, to put your hand upon them, I'm, uh, we're going to trust that you're going to take care of them one way or the other. So it probably wasn't like that, but it was similar to that. But Paul said that his grandfather was sitting there, didn't say anything. As soon as the little pastor walked out, Paul's grandfather said, well, that prayer didn't go no higher than the ceiling. It was an ineffective, and it was not a fervent prayer, right? And he said, I'm fixing to pray. And Paul said that he began to pray, and he put his hand on him. He began to pray, and he said, as soon as he began to pray, all fear left. And Paul said, I knew in that moment that I was going to be okay. They told another story of him when he was in, um, he was, they were in Cedar, was it Cedar Grove that they grew up? Was that where you, they were at? So they were in this neighborhood and there was a bad tornado that was coming through the entire neighborhood. And so Walter Gray got out to all the, all the, the, the people that were in his home, they took shelter as the tornado was coming, if I'm telling this right, that he went and he said, y'all go take cover, we're going to be fine. And he stood, he put his hands on the house, he stood and he began to pray an effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that availeth much. And when all the dust cleared, every home around that neighborhood had been damaged by the tornado, wiped out. There was one house on that block that did not have one shingle, that did not have one, one issue with that house, and it was Walter Gray's home. Fervent, effective prayer. I am living in the life of answered prayer. I have... But I had to learn how to do it. I had to learn that prayer is important. Prayer is the gift. Prayer is something that God's given me. And if I'm not careful, if I'm not creative over that gift, if I don't utilize that gift, then it is ineffective, it is not fervent, and it is not going any higher than this ceiling. We want our prayers to bust these ceilings wide open. Amen? Amen, amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap this morning. God's good. So we're going to get ready this morning for our baptism. And so if you are uh, on the, if you have your all-in t-shirts, I want you to get up and come on down and come sit right here on the front. And we're going to get our, come on, here we go, 